What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, it's Tuesday evening. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Congrats to everyone that fished the uh, the Hobie event, the TOC. I didn't go. I wish I would have, but it's a good thing I didn't. My dog ended up dying last week, um, so I'm, I'm glad I was able to be here for uh, my wife and everyone else because we love that goddamn dog. So it was pretty tragic, so it's a good thing I didn't go to lacrosse, but it looks like I missed out on a good time. Uh, but like I said, congrats to all the winners and just everyone who, who fished you know, the, the term in general. I hope everyone made it home safe. Um, not much going on here, guys. Uh, I obviously I didn't fish this past weekend because of, uh, the, the loss, but, uh, um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a new week. Uh, I'm going to go fish in the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like I'm sitting outside right now. I'm sure you can hear the, uh, the goddamn fucking bugs chirping and shit, but, uh, the weather's nice. I'm in a hoodie right now. Um, you know, so I think it's like 60, 70 degrees right now. So I'm looking forward to uh, not sweat my balls off tomorrow but uh yeah man it looks like the weather's changing like we can get some good fall here fall's gonna be here soon so i'm looking forward to that uh, especially because we got uh champlain coming up with the uh elite kayak fishing up here in the northeast i think september 11th so hopefully the weather stays the way it is and we get some good fishing in but uh but i'm excited about that one uh the northeast i love it uh can't wait to see everyone again and uh, the whole elite kayak fishing thing has been awesome. Uh, Jason Gardner, Ken Wood, Adam Rourke, uh, everyone, even the sponsors, Dakota Lithium, everyone's just been it's, been, it's been an awesome ride so far. I look forward to next season. But uh, that's about all I got coming up. I think that, and then I got my, uh, my local event, the championship with that. I think I'm done for the season, unless uh, someone can convince me to uh, drive south for the, uh, the national championship. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. That's I don't know. I'm not. I'm kind of tired of traveling and spending money. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, that would be the only thing left if I after September uh, that I could think of. But uh, but anyways, uh, good luck to everyone that's heading to uh, Kentucky Lake this weekend. Um, I hope you crush it. Make sure you uh, message me, tag me, let me know how it goes. I love hearing from you guys. But uh, we'll take the sponsors real quick, and then I'll let you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, obviously, sticks fishing. Um, I talk about them all the time. It's been a great year with those guys. They've taken really good care of me. But you guys know the drill, right? They make six rods to cover all. I'm just kidding. They do make six rods to cover all your needs, uh, techniques, and lures. Uh, they got uh, on the website sixfishing.com. They got a badass video library where uh, Nick, the informative fisherman, and Travis Moraine help you catch fish. Uh, they, they teach you about what they do with these rods, and it, it's awesome. It's a great concept. These six rods. Uh, you can get all six for $500 right now. I think right now that they should be getting in stock with everything here this month. Uh, make sure you check them out. Use discount code DARKWATERS. Um, also, Total Lithium, uh, this season, uh, they've been clutch, man. They've, they've, they've taken really good care of me. And those lithium batteries, man, everywhere I go, they've, been, they, they've, 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 they've done wonders for me as far as whether I'm camping out, uh, all my electronics on the boat, Dakota uh, Lithium is where it's at. So make sure you guys check them out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Exxon Lures, they make some badass plastics. I don't need to tell you that anymore. Use discount code capital D, capital W, 15. And last but not least, Rogue Fishing Company. Don't lose your shit. There's, there's, there's only a little bit of the season left. Don't be that one asshole that loses your phone in October, okay? Go to their website, get a phone together, and don't lose your shit, all right? It's as simple as that. But uh, that's it, guys. I uh, can't, can't do this without those, those guys, uh, you know, those partners who support me. Um... But yeah, that's it, man. You guys have a great week. Uh, if I don't talk to you again, have an awesome weekend. Like I said, good luck to everyone heading to Kentucky Lake. Be safe and uh, get after it. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Ciao.
Dusty, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, what's going on, man? Good evening. Thanks for having me on. Good to see yeah. you, bud. Yeah, dude, thank you. Uh, I had another guest. Uh, he got sick, asked if we could reschedule, and I love just putting it out there, see if anyone's interested. I was, I was excited when I see that, saw that you uh, – you know, you responded. I'm like, this could be a, this could be fun. You're easy to talk to. Well, you know, I'm real shy on camera. I'm not used to it. I don't really like to talk in front of crowds, so don't embarrass me. No, no. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on. Last time I saw you was in uh, the Susky, the Susquehanna. Man, was that not the best, man? That was. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm actually. Um, when when you text me, I was actually in the middle of typing uh, my recap for the lacrosse event and. I, in the recap, I touched briefly on, um, you know, uh, our, the, the camping trip and kind of what that meant to me and sort of some of the details about it. And uh, it was just a really cool experience, man. It was re- I'm glad you joined us up there. And, uh, you know. Yeah, dude, I'm still I'm still riding the high off it. I had like that's like one of my like, that's why, like one of my you know, like when I think about like, some of the great things I've, times I've had in life. That, that was an awesome time. Absolutely. Like, man. And not just the fishing, like hanging out with everyone. Totally. Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, it's a whole nother element that I mean, it gets discussed and it gets talked about, but it's a whole another element that's, you know, easy to look over when people sort of get involved with like, um, you know, the competitive nature of it and like, mm-hmm. you know, who's doing what or, you know, things like that, or maybe more the selfish natures of, of, of the game. Right. It's really nice to. uh you know, form relationships, friendships, and get to experience that stuff with other people. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Well, I mean, gotta figure out what we're gonna talk about. I, I know I said we'll just kind of shoot it from the hip or whatever, but uh, we got to we got to talk about lacrosse some because it's, it's on my bucket list. I ended yeah. up pulling out of it this year. I'm, I'm like, my season's kind of just like uh, not over, over, but kind of like, eh, I don't, I've, I've kind of done what I've wanted this so far this year. Next year, I'm kind of getting ready for the next season instead of you know, I'm, I'm thinking about resources and things like that. So I'm kind of like, I'm gonna hold off on this one because I think next year is gonna be it's gonna start off great for me. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I made a tough call uh, not to go, but it, dude, lacrosse is on my bucket list. Every time I look at it, like from a map point or, you know, when you start looking at the maps and things, I'm like, this place just looks awesome. It's got so many different ways you could approach it. Uh, you got, you got, obviously you got the river itself, uh, small mouth, and you got the backwaters with, you know, just grass and largies. And I mean, you can go from like throwing a frog to, I don't know, maybe drop shot in a, a ledge or so. I don't know, but it just, it looked like it was just like a, uh, an incredible place to fish, and I, I want to talk about it some. No, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, I mean, I think if you can sort of talk about that, that's I mean, and the and, and you know what? Traditionally, these are just three freaking pools we're fishing, right? Uh, which is mainly what I'm experiencing. But even just within those three pools, like you know, where where we're talking about, where much of the competitions are held, um, it's it's vast. I mean, it, and it's so varied, and and there's just uh, really not enough time in your lifetime to right. learn that all, man. And um, you know, the thing is. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking with Jay Wallen uh, today and, um, you know, he wrapped it up real succinctly, man. He, he said, you know, that's that's a place where it's less of a pattern than it is a spot. So it's a real spot place. So, I mean, if you find them, they'll probably hit on a variety of things, regardless of some sort of pattern. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, um, for me this week, it was sort of a challenge. Uh, I had a uh, I had a. Um, up a poor practice. Um, I mean, and I didn't, I didn't really finish where I want, I wanted, I didn't finish where I could have, I'll, I'll, I'll give you those details probably a little bit later. Uh, but getting back, but getting back to the fishery itself. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, it hasn't treated me the best in competition, but um, I've had some um, ridiculous practice days there. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, we can't forget that it's the, it's the Mississippi river, man. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's an, it's an American uh, waterway. It's a historic waterway. And um it's a it's a really cool place. So I hope that you know the next time uh, you get an opportunity to make sure you go. 
Yeah, it's on the, it's on the bucket list. Yeah. So, but what was kind of like your uh, like your approach to it, man? Because like I, you know, what, that's I think it's like one of the hardest things I have right now. Cause I'm still trying to figure out the whole like the whole pre fishing. Well, and, 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 and like and it's kind of like not really forcing myself to fish a certain way because like kind of letting the um, you know I, I, not, not like a hippie or something like that, but like, like kind of like like fishing the moment and kind of letting the uh, conditions tell me how I should fish it. Because a lot of times I go in there with these these, these like strong mindsets. I'm gonna throw this or I'm gonna fish the grass. And then like half the time, I you know it doesn't work like that. Oh, did you disappear? Uh oh, I think I lost you. All right, I think we lost them. Give us a second. All right, no worries. He just kind of locked up. But yeah. <laughs> no worries. Man, I'm so I'm so sorry about that. It was uh, it was a slot for uh, advertisement that that was brought to you by Catch Products. Yeah, yeah. And Dakota Lithium Batteries, man. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, like I was saying, you know, like just you know, like not going there like so much. I guess like uh, uh, you know, so much of a plan at first, but kind of just kind of like figuring out what I can do, you know, based off the conditions. You know what I mean? No. Like it's. Well I, well, I was laughing hysterically because you, <laughs> you said that not to sound like a hippie or anything. Like, like a hippie would say anything like that about pre-fixing sure. conditions. Man. Well, well not to, I was thinking more like, like you know, living in the moment, be here in the now. Well, that's, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I know that sounds cliche and it, and it comes off as cheesy. I mean, I say these things in my post. I preach them all the time, but it's just true. And well, I know. It's just it's, weird when I say it, you know? Well, not really, man. It's just, it's, it's, it, I mean, that's ultimately what it is. People, people award it different ways, but I mean, getting back to pre-fetching strategy, I struggle with that too. Um, there are some practices that go better than others, but really it wasn't until this year that I really started being more disciplined when it came to a practice approach, because I mean, for the first two or three years of competition and, and even now, I mean, I'm getting to some lakes that I've never been to that I've right. only read about in magazines. I mean, this, the, the, the heck, if you want to diddle around and be conservative you want to fish but that's you know oftentimes not the best thing to do um yeah obviously when you're competing so um you know you have to sort of find a balanced approach and i think you know what you were alluding to earlier is probably one of the best things um you could read all the things you want you could do all the homework you want watch all the youtube vids you want look at the maps digital or paper i mean like all types of stuff and that stuff definitely helps and that preparation will definitely you know put you near the top sometimes however things change so much and all that stuff could be so useless when you get to the damn launch and when you get on the water it could be totally different so sometimes you do have to let those 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 conditions dictate what you want to do maybe live in the moment if that's how you want to describe it or just kind of get a feel for the fishery like when you're there and uh, maybe maybe go from that point so um i mean i've been to lacrosse you know a handful of times um and uh once again i'm a little disappointed with myself 
because I feel like I should have covered more water looking for those spots or even mm -hmm. spots within the spots, because this is how you're going to win. Um, you know, it, I mean, just as a quick example, um, Drew Gregory, uh, who um, I think cast a check again, and, um, took out 10, 15 times, eight times, 10 times. I don't know. I read his post. You know, he's, he's a guy that, uh, you know, will, will really, you know, sacrifice right. some fishing time to go from spot to spot. So, I mean, there's a lot of different approaches you can do. What I wanted to do was visit three places and sort of go from there. Um, so that's what I did. And I tried to fish those spots thoroughly. Um, I was interrupted, interrupted with weather a couple times. Um, and, uh, a lot of the river was really low. So, um, sometimes, uh, pedaling around in the Hobie and covering water was a little bit difficult, um, because you're constantly trying to get weeds off and, and pedal through real, uh, shallow stuff. And it was slow. The fishing was slow. I think I caught maybe a dozen decent keepers in four days of practice and tons of uh, smaller fish. And, you know, didn't really get it on any true pattern. But I ultimately learned enough that, uh, you know, I was able to limit out both days where I was um, and, uh, you know, do fairly well. Come in the top 20, which is, um, you know, pretty decent for a field of 110. And, um, you know, practice was tough, but it was also fun. You're seeing different parts of the river and you're learning different things. Um, there are obviously some landmarks and some things to remember, but the river always changes. It changed while we were there. It changed the week before. Um, and sometimes holes get shallower and holes appear where they were once shallow. And um, the spots that you had historically aren't the same when you get back there. So, you know, it's always something new with the river. It's always right. shifting and changing. And, uh, you know, it's up to you to find that spot where you think you could win it. Yeah. But like, you know, like going back to like, like what I was saying earlier, like, like one of the things that like, I, th I think I'm a grass Angle. You know, I think that I do best in the grass. I really, did, I really believe that. Okay. However, what I'm learning about myself is that that's absolutely totally opposite. Okay. Um, I mean, there's there's certain times of year that yes, you know, I, I do do good in those certain situations. But I'm finding now that now that whatever I thought I was, it's completely like turned around. Like now I go to these tournaments. You know, I've had, I guess the uh, you know I've been able to tell myself when it's not working and when I need to go and, and to do other things. And so now here I am. Never thought it would happen, but now I'm like, a, you know, I guess a, a drop shot or Ned Brig guy, you know, fishing deep rocks and stuff. It's, it's amazing how I made that transition of like getting away from what I was used to. And it's like when you start doing stuff like that, it all of a sudden clicked to me, like how much opportunity I was wasting, you know, trying to fish like comfortable waters and not kind of like you were saying, like covering water and finding those spots and then do, doing the right thing at those spots, if that makes well, any sense. You know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of people who, who succeed on this tournament trail uh, who are big names that, that might not be as varied and, um, you know, multifaceted as you believe and really find a lot of success zoning in on one or two or sometimes three things using a right. very similar bait in a lot of places. So um, it is amazing that you do that. It's a good thing that you do that because, I mean, ultimately – you want you want to have some you know you want to have some ability to to adapt to different scenarios and, right. and if you want to travel and fish regionally, I think that's obviously a good thing to be able yeah. to switch from something you're super comfortable with and you know that you could do well to something that um, you know might not you know you might not have a ton of confidence in and there's only one way to gain confidence in it is by you know catching some fish on it or finding yeah. success in it in some bodies of water you're not familiar with. But it's, it's also weird when it, when it happens, when it finally clicks. I think it's one of those, like, weird things where you see, like, a growth in angler. When they, like I said, like, I used to do the, just do the same thing. I would go and I'd find the grass. I'd throw chatterbait. I'd punch. If I, was, if I was feeling really crazy, I might throw a frog. And just tournament after tournament, it was just, like, the same results, the same results. And then it's just, like, like one day I'm like, I'm going to go fish these rocks at 30 feet, and I'm going to do it with a Ned Rig 
Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, did I figure yeah. something out? I found well, something out. And then it, then I was able to use that throughout the rest of the uh, the tournament. And then, you know, and then I'm looking, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm in the money because I did something different and I did something smart, you know? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, You mentioned two things, drop deep rock. Well, you mentioned four things, deep rocks, and then you mentioned drop shot uh, and Ned Rig. And this is finesse. This is finesse fishing. Mm-hmm. And for me growing up where I, where, I mean, like living where I live, um, I mean, you it's 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 you almost have to adapt to that because in some of these lakes that I fish in the Michigan area and the Wisconsin area, they're very pressured. They tend to be clear bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, um, a lot of summer angling is is historically deep, and um, with a lot of that pressure, you know, the belief is to scale down in 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 line, use a lot of uh, you know small plastic finesse applications, just like the drop shot and the net rig. So. For me, it, it, it wasn't almost like, oh, man, I better learn this for when I travel. I mean, it kind of is. But for me, it was kind of like, this is just how I got to catch fish around right. me. But I grew up power fishing. I grew up um, like, <laughs> I mean, I could specifically specifically recall, like I grew up with my family with bobbers and minnows. And then my uncle got into lures when I was eight or nine. And my dad made fun of him for, for using lures and not live bait. And my uncle was like, no, 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 lures is what the pros use. And then my dad finally like, the light bulb went off and he, he, you know, he started learning all about that. And, um, you know, he would give me like a lure from time to time. And I started getting subscriptions to the magazines and watching the shows and whatnot and learning a little bit. But, um, you know, I'd have to like, uh, I, I had, I'd have to mow lawns. That's what I did. I mowed lawns. Um, like I had like a string of customers in the cul-de-sac and like down the block and I can make like 40 bucks, maybe or 30 bucks by mowing three or four lawns for $10 a piece. And then I'd go to like the bait store and spend like half of it on like two spinner baits and like a, a two jigs and like a, a uncle Josh pork frogs. And then that like, or, and like one buzz bait or something. And I would like go, I would like use my 10 speed and go to the, go to the ponds and power fish. That was my foundation. I didn't even know that was called power fishing, but right. I would just throw the spinner bait and rip it along the banks and rip and make, you know, fan cast all. And that's all I would do. And, you know, sometimes you were successful, but I had no idea what slowing down was or changing presentations. But over time, uh, uh, because of where I lived, that became just a necessity. And you sort of you sort of learn that. And right. you got that in your bag of tricks for, for when you go to different places. Now, I got you know, I'm not I'm not like an ace in everything. I mean, right. I can, can kind of do some things, but, um, you know, I have my strengths and weaknesses, too. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about the weather. Like I saw the weather like turned up a little bit. Uh, I got pretty violent there. It looked like for a few nights, and I'm not sure if the the shitty weather like moved into tournament day. It looked like it did. I'm well, exactly- what, well, what the, you know, the issue is is that the water was rising, um, mm-hmm. and you know that could be good and bad. Typically, I don't like that. Typically, you like stable conditions, um, but the rising water um, it did mess up my fish a little bit. Um, the weather was uh, much more pres- like it had a lot more precipitation and. And turbidity than than was once projected. I remember AJ posted in the Hobie Bass Open Series the forecast that was projected, and the forecast looked great. And I'm like, oh great, I'm camping, no no doubt about it. I mean, I still camped, mm-hmm. but um, it you know it it changed drastically. So it rained a ton. In fact, I was camping, and, and I think it was Thursday night. I mean, that wind got like 30, 40 miles per hour. Almost, it almost blew my tent over. You could probably like see the outline of my body from outside the tent <laughs> the wind was blowing so hard it was like against me and the only the reason that the tent didn't fly probably because i was in it uh i stayed dry though i, I nailed down that rain fly um re- real good because i don't know if you remember but i put my rain fly upside down in susquehanna and all that rain poured in so when uh. my mattress got all wet i took off my clothes to sleep on them and my clothes had all that poison ivy and poison oak all over it 
Oh so no! I got, I got all messed up, man. Jesus. This, this time, this time was a much drier experience. But um, I stayed with the Dakota team, you know, in Storm's house for for um, like Monday and Tuesday night, and then I moved to the campsite to sleep Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, you know, my sleep was was interrupted because um, a lot of those nights it rained and it rained hard and it was thundering and lightning. And in that valley, in that Lacrosse Valley, in those in that valley in the pools, the the, the river valley, that thunder echoes like extremely mm. loud so you not only get the thunder but you get this huge reverberation and just constant noise it was cool and neat I, there's something i really like about that but a lack of sleep on tourney day or practice <laughs> is just no good huh? no not at all no uh, so how much did it change like uh what you were planning to do it, on a tournament because that, that's that's one well, thing that like, it'd be not well, to adjust like make make those calls that you need to make I, I didn't i didn't have a plan because my practice was shite good my, my practice was shite and and I was like it, it, it was like it was like coin flip shit. I mean stuff. I mean yeah, whatever. Oh, it's a dog. You can cuss on my show. Well, it's... you know, I mean, let's we're in the public sphere here. Let's use a little. Let's use a little. Uh, you know, discretion here. However, um, man, uh, let's see. Let's see. What did I do? Uh, day one on the first day of practice, I went. I, I went where I can't Goose Island, and uh, that's a that's a notoriously famous place. Um, you could a lot of tournaments won there. Right. It's a maze of channels and shoots whose current depends on what's going on with the, with the river that, at that time and how high it is. It's uh, famous for uh, little, little, little hidden sloughs and cut banks. Um, and it's right up my alley and I love it. And that's a, it's a, it's a really neat place to fish. So that's where I, that's where I went, but the fishing really wasn't good, man. And I, I struggled big time. I went to a lot of likely looking intersections and points and sand drops and cut banks and kind of did what I what I really thought you know would work, and I, and I really couldn't produce. I couldn't get them on a spinner bait, a swim jig, uh, through a sanko, and some of them stuffs, uh, top waters. But it was just not good. Um, and day two, I wanted to do some history in Stoddard, so I went to Stoddard and visited some spots I have there on the main river. Hopefully, trying to locate some smallies, mm-hmm. um, and that sucked. Uh, that sucked bad, and then and then and then I got caught in a thunderstorm out there paddling against the current, and and you know with thunder and lightning right over me, and I got drenched, and it sort of it sort of like ruined. Um, I had to like dry off, and it like I, I spent like an hour or extra to like um, drying my gear and doing all that stuff instead of going to uh, when the storm ended to other waters. So that got a little interrupted. The next day I went to um, man, where did I go the next day? Uh. Oh, I went to um, Pool Nine uh, at a spot um, close to Genoa, and I looked for smallmouth again. I tried to find, I tried to fish some um, wing dams, and um, it, they were a little tough to fish. But the smallmouth I caught were all twelve and thirteen inches. I think I caught one at fourteen inches, and I said maybe I could fill a limit here, but it's not a winning spot. So on game day, uh, I decided to fish Goose Island, and. Um, Definitely stick with a strength, which is fishing topwater, right. buzz baits, and the whopper plopper. And that really almost got it done. Um, in practice, I, I, I oddly found that they would hit a whopper plopper um, after anything else. The only thing I could really activate them on in the spots I thought they should be in and that, that they were in sometimes was a dang whopper plopper. Hmm. Um, and I couldn't buy a frog bite. And, you know, it's notorious frogging uh, capital of the dang world, seemingly. And um, other people, you know, got him on a frog pretty good. I, I swear, I threw uh, four or five different frogs, Slither K, um, 
scum frog, uh, some poppers. Um, I mean, I threw a lot of different frogs uh, in different colors and sizes. And, you know, I dead stick it. I fish it fast and stuff. And I think I got like five or six blow ups in four days. So by Sunday, I completely I mean, I brought the frog rod because you need to bring it. So there's, there's some right. spot where you got to try it. But I mean, I basically abandoned it by Sunday. Well, let me ask you because like, just with the frog, that's something that I've been considering a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, I, I love throwing frog. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have a, a love hate with it. I, I, I love it. I love it for free time for like my, my personal yeah, time. Totally. It doesn't matter. But totally. I, I have a hard time like throwing that during a tournament because I mean, like, are you throwing? I mean, I was talking to Russ Snyder about it one time, but he was talking about throwing in open water. I'm like, yeah. all right. I mean, if the bite's good, the bite's good. Yeah. If you're, but if the bite's shitty and you're up there throwing a frog and like over mats and you know, uh, whatever lily pads and things like that, it's like. There's two things. It's one. It's like you'll sit there for an hour just trying to get a blow up. Well, two, it, the, the the I find that the, uh, the the hookup ratio just isn't that. Ex- it doesn't motivate me to a tournament for or that kind of risk to whatever ratio you want to call it. Like it's a very risky thing to me. I feel the same exact way you do, and I'm I'm very public about 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 being leery of the frogs because. Um, I mean, the hookup ratio is just crazy. I mean, some people will be like, oh, man, if you if you really if you really practice and you're patient, you can get that ratio to 70, 80. I'm like, you're out of your mind. 70, 80 percent ratio. I don't care how good you are, or how many yeah. long you've been Dean Rojas or Ishman. I don't care who you are. Dude, it's probably more like 50 or 60 percent. Right. At, at the best. And uh, yeah, man. But the thing is, you know, with those frogs, you know, they produce two or three or five or four or five bites. Usually they're big fish. Yeah. That frog bites on clearly. That's some money in there, and there, and there are some places where you know that that is the ticket. But for me, like you, that's not. I'd rather. I'd rather. I mean, if it's not a mat or some, somewhere I can throw another top water, mm-hmm. that's what I'll do, and that's what I did. Yeah, dude. If I can get if I can get away with a buzz bait, I'm throwing the buzz bait. Yeah, 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 yeah. A whole, like no matter what, like I'm not messing around with the frog. I mean, I, well, I, I, I throw frogs like if it's a tournament. It's like just when it's so shitty. I'm just like I'm just gonna throw a frog real quick, see what happens. You know what I mean? It's never something I'm like. I don't know. It's just not something. Like, it's not my. It's not my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. It's like. It's like totally des- yeah, desperation. No, like I got nothing else to lose. Maybe I can get a five pounder out of the grass or something. You you, know? You're right. And you know, um, even though uh, open water frogging is completely legit and viable, and like slowly walking frogs and stuff like that is. I mean, I mean, sometimes they don't even mimic frogs. I mean, frogs right. frogs walk like that can mimic you know bait fish. You know, it's just right. you know open water hit. Um, but uh, you know, for me, I, I I tend to be stereotypical with the frog. I mean, I, I'll pull it out when I see a bunch of lily pads and shallow weeds and stuff like that. That's kind of when I, I frog, maybe the weeds around a dock or I'll use it sparingly for a few minutes in the morning. But like you, I'd rather throw a walking bait. That's my favorite top. I thought I'd throw a walking bait, like a spook or some sort something like that. Or, um, uh, I've, I've fallen in love over the last couple of years with a whopper plopper as cliche as it is, or the chapo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and a buzz bait, of course. Um, th- that those are pretty much what I throw. I mean, I, 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 I think I even shy away from a popper when I shouldn't. It, it's really weird. I don't throw the popper like I used to, like it used to Maybe. be a, a go-to, but it's like, once I figure out the how like dominant a, uh, you know, a whopper plopper is, well, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for me to like, it's one of those things too. It's a very, like, I, I look at the, uh, the poppers. It's, it's, it's kind of like a, a really, when you think about it, it, it seems more finesse. Compared to like the other ones, that makes a- sense. absolutely. And and when you see a lot of the pros use it, they they're usually using the smaller one and making small little plops with it. And they're not usually using it. They're not usually working it like you know vigorously. I really have more confidence in the evergreen uh, shower blow. Okay. Um, 
Um, it's sort of like a walker with a concave popping face, so it like spits and pops it, but, but it, it, it has a really good walking action that's real easy to impart both yeah. sizes too, the, the medium one and the big one. I forget the numbers, the shower blow. Um, that's actually uh, probably number one all-time favorite topwater bait last five years. The Whopper Plopper last couple of years has just caught so many big smallmouth for me yeah. that, that I use it all the time. And I probably abandoned the buzz bait in favor of the Whopper Plopper. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just depends. Like, if I can get away, like, I like the hookup ratio better with the uh, buzz bait. What? Uh, I do. I don't uh, know. But, but, no, hold, but hear me out, though. I, I know I'm probably wrong on this because no, you're, you're probably right. But in well, my well, experience, she, she, I'm biased. It, 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 it Susky, though, like the reason I was missing them so much on the at the Susky on the Whopper plovers because it, like everyone, everyone told me. I, yeah. I, I talked to Jake Harshman once. I came back and I cried to Matthew Scotch once, and yeah. everyone looked at my hooks and said, "We got to change those hooks." And I'm like, "Oh, on your plopper." Oh, my pop, or no, yeah, my, my whopper plopper. They said yeah. I need to change the hooks on it. I, I didn't change the hooks because I didn't ever really use it before that like, consistently. But everyone just talked about how violent and fun the uh, the whopper plopper bite was at the Susky. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get a bunch of whopper ploppers to go out there and get them. And I got a lot of bites, but I could, I had a horrible uh, hookup ratio, which I, it was just, it sucked because, you know, really? it was fun. Yeah. Dude. And everyone told me it's because of my hook. And it might have been the, um, I might have been using. Braid well, in a medium heady too. So that, 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 both hooks are just the back hook. I didn't end up. I ended up. I ended up abandoning the whopper plopper because it was just. I was losing too many fish, and I went. You know, I started doing some other techniques that worked. In for- I, I had the opposite experience just now in lacrosse. Um, the buzz bait actually probably cost me the tournament. Um, I mean, real quick. I mean, not to, you know, not to not to cry over spilt milk, but uh, on day one, I let us. I let a seventeen-inch smallmouth uh, slip through the drive hole. And oh Jesus! The, the drive hole was open. I never had the drive hole open, but it was so much BS in there. Right. That I popped it. I popped and see here. You know, here's the domino. Here's what really happened. Um, you know, the domino effect. I've talked about this before in some of my in some of my videos. You know, that nobody watches, but uh, uh, I I the domino effect of a bad cast. Mm-hmm. It's often not just you know a little frustration or a snag you got to go get. I don't know how many times a bad cast especially in like wind or current has dominoed into a fucking into a scene of insane proportions where you break stuff, lose stuff. And it's not even the snag. It turns into some crazy positioning and wind or some stuff. stuff happening. I mean, I almost died because of that. Right. I was in the year when my swim jig got caught in the dang thing because I, I was goofing around. Yeah. And uh, that, 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 that cost me a trauma and thousands of dollars and like crazy shit. Uh, this one, you know, I, I made a just, I mean, it was the wind, but I mean, you know, you're supposed to be in charge. It was the wind was blowing and it blew just, I'm, I'm trying to get parallel to the bank and it blew just into the grass enough to get snagged. So I go in there and I get weeds all over my drive and I pop it up, but I happen to be stuck in the bank, just sitting really nice for a parallel, for another parallel cast. This was at 2.30 on Saturday. I had my limit, but I had like a, a, thir- a 13 inch, fit, a 13, seven, five, fit, a small one. And I caught this 17 inch. I think it was 17.25, but I was never able to see it with its tail down. I think it was. Right. And when I made the cast with the drive up, that smallmouth hit it when it was tangled in a bunch of eelgrass. I was it was it got tangled and I was really think snailed it and got hooked and I got him in the net. I'm like, yes. It was like a four inch upgrade or three and and seven. And 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 I and I, you know, and and then on Sunday. I lost an 18-inch fish on the dang buzz bait, and and I was so pissed that I threw the buzz bait in because I saw him blow up on shad, and I picked up the buzz bait. It was a small one-eighth ounce booyah buzz bait with, so I guess it just has a little bit of a smaller hook, 
And I knew I should have thrown the plopper in there because he absolutely inhaled that buzz bait and just didn't get hooked good. And uh, he got like he he didn't even jump off. He I got I, I he got in there. I reel I reeled him to that. He just pulled off right at the end of the net on Sunday, and I was just devastated, man. I was uh. I stopped fishing for a minute or two and just actually I called Maria and was like, dude, you won't believe what happened, and just like made a tantrum for like thirty seconds and hung up, <laughs> and yeah. then continued fishing. But that's that's um, eight and a half inches that I lost. Right. And that's, right. that's third or fourth place versus 18. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's just been happening to me a lot. And, and I'm sorry to, you know, to. to no, to it's good. I got told, I told we were shooting from the hip. So yeah, uh, to, to get to get on that. But, um, oh, gosh, uh, I, I guess I guess, you know, we're tying that into to hookup ratios and, and top waters. And uh, I don't know. I just. I do have some 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 crazy misses on Wofford floppers too at, at Lake Wachita FLW man I need I needed one keeper to win twelve thousand dollars and I had two giant blow ups on the Wofford flopper and they completely missed so I guess you know there you go well I mean that's how I, I do it the Susky like I I watched like you know eighteen and, and look I, I to me this year was a success at the Hobie Vic you know, it's my yeah. first time actually approaching that so I got like a I got like thirtieth at Champlain like fortieth at uh at the Susky I'm like okay yeah. that, that that tells me that I'm getting better yeah. but you know but the thing is though like I can't remember how many inches I finished with at the Susky, but dude, the fish that I lost. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's hard. It's hard to to get over it. It, Oh, oh, you're, you're, you're talking to, you're talking to, I mean, that, that, that epitomizes me. It's uh, difficult. I can concentrate. I can fish. I can continue to be successful, but I'm still thinking about it. Well, you get desperate, right? You need a little desperate this time. I'm still fishing, but I'm like, yeah, I'm still thinking about it, and maybe it is subtly affecting what I do. Maybe it's making me cast faster, or maybe I'm not thinking of something when I could be thinking of other things. You never know. The best thing is to let it go and move forward. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's so hard for me to do. It's, well, it, it, it's happening it, at such frequency, not because I'm I'm poor in like some sort of netting, or it's it's just luck. They're just kind of like pulling off or not getting it fully hooked at these crazy times that, that, that are like preventing me from like, you know, g- getting into the spots where I really am trying to get to. Well, I'll tell you what, like a lot of it, I don't know if I did anything wrong, but I know like when I was at the Susky, um, it happened on both. It, it took me like three hours to figure out each day what I was doing wrong. Like every day I went out there to fish, I learned something new. Yeah. And, uh, but, but, it was, but it was, it was all from losing really good fish. Okay. And like, you know, for like for day one at the Susky, it was uh, I didn't have my drag set up right. I was using I was using very oh. light. I was using very light line. That, um, that's, yeah, that's something totally different. Yeah, yeah. So so I fixed that that day. Yeah. Uh, you know I you know I got my limit on day one, and I'm like, dude, I lost like two or three, you know, 16, 18 inches, which would have put me in a good spot. Uh, you know, especially with the limit. You know, I had a decent limit. But then it's like, so I fixed that. You know, like I went to like eight or ten pound test, and then you know I fixed my drag, and then the next day it was my hooks. My hooks eight? were not. Eight to ten pound test on a whopper plopper? No, no, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going Ned Rig on on oh, yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. The, the days before is when I when I learned my lessons on the uh, the whopper. So I, I went I went strictly to something else. Like the whopper yeah. plopper just was not going to work for me. I'm talking about just losing fish in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then like you know the the, the de- second day it was my hooks that weren't right. You know my, my hooks were uh they were the, the small. I, I watched them. I would get them. I would see them. Like that's that's big. And then the hooks break or wow. Oh, it, it was just like it was like every day I was learning like just new new rules that I got to like think about when I, well, 
Now, basically, I think that had to do with like, the body of water we were fishing. I, I've never fished a river. I've never caught a smallmouth out of a river like that. So there's a lot of things that I had to learn the like the, the hard way. But every time you lose a fish, it's just like I can't have that. I can't afford to have that happen again. No, I mean, it, 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 uh, I, I, yeah, sometimes you can. I mean, if the bites fire and you know they're there and you know you're going to get them, it's a much more calming thing. But, man, that stuff is just not guaranteed. Let me tell you this story, man. Um, on Sunday at lacrosse, uh, I had, uh, two fish at two thirty-two, And based on the last day and a half, there's no way you're going to get three fish of any quality in, in, in that amount of time, no matter what. I mean, that's just not how it was playing out. My fish weren't coming like that. Well, for me, at least they weren't coming like that. I had to cover water and I'd be. I'd be getting maybe one or two. I'd be getting like eight or nine, seven or eight quality bites all day, and then some dinks. So I, they, I mean, these bites were at a premium, and you had to get them at two thirty-two. Because to be honest with you, I was devastated, man. I, I, I had two. But you can never quit. Um, but I was devastated, and uh, I remember running into Joe McElroy. Um, we, I, I was just randomly fishing a cut that had a little bend and I hear, I hear some music around the corner, you know, I'm thinking it's a boater or something like that. Right. And, uh, the music becomes a little clearer. Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac. I'm like, oh, okay. hell yeah. And it's Joe McElroy just, you know, slinging, slinging a buzz bait or whatever, you know, um, um, on, on, on a shoreline. And we had met at the ramp and had a few words and, uh, we just had a really good, we just had a really good moment, some bonding moments. We were both, we both had one or two fish. It was a real slow day. He's got a really great attitude on the water. It's a guy you could really learn a lot from, man. And, um, you know, we just had a little bonding moment, man. It was just a couple minutes where we really talked about some, some, some stuff that had not a lot to do with fishing and more to do with, uh, um, perspective and, and, and maturity and like, uh, and, and dealing with things. And, uh, it was a really, really good. It was like, it was like, it was like the perfect person to, to meet at that perfect time of my frustration. And it was a really, it was really cool stuff. I'm, I'll spare you the details, but, uh, uh, on my way, I, I, I get out of there. I pass him up like five minutes later. I'm, I'm on my way back to the ramp. I'm going to fish my way back to the ramp. And I see a little cut that I'd seen before, but I didn't remember this big giant long that looked like it was the end of it. Hmm. And I was like, There's, what, what, I mean, wait a minute, let me go check this spot out. So what I thought was just a little cut, you know, that people had thrown a million frogs in, um, that had a log board. And I went in there and it turns out there was like you, that you really couldn't see unless you got in there. It turns out there was like six inches of, there was like six inches of a clear spot going like this around the log with duckweed behind it. But you can tell there was flow and flow is huge. When, when, when you're like dissecting rivers and like kind of looking at spots, like in the Mississippi river where you're fishing cuts and shoots like the goose Island area, there are some sloughs and, and hidden areas that are more still than others and areas with a lot of current and flow will be the ones that you probably want to target because this is, you know, going to be more oxygen, more, more, more bait fish, more stuff's going to flow through there. And this is where the bass are going to position. So this six inches of water was actually enough for me to put the Hobie. I like put the Hobie over the, the log and then I got one foot out and like try to push it. And I got the other foot out and sank it in the mud to get it over finally. And then I got over and put my drive back in and just, furiously pedaled to a clearing i saw back there it's like 237 now and i made I, I i didn't even get past the weeds i just sat and stuck in the weeds where i can make a cast with like 
five feet of weed in front of me. And I casted this juicy looking hole. Bam, 15 inch. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I got him. And I measured him. I'm like, all right, that's three fish. Man, what if there's some more in here? Next cast, 1650 on the Whopper Plopper. Same angle, same exact cast to the same spot. I'm like, holy cow, it's 240. This is now doable. This is the kind of miracle stuff that, you know, yeah. once it happens once in a while. And two casts later, like in the middle of some duckweed, bam, man, another 16-inch fish. So in from like, you know, in like in five or six casts, I caught I caught three nice bass to to to, uh, to, to fill up my limit. And really, it was at that point that I realized exactly how costly that smallmouth that slipped through the hole and the one I had missed about 8 a.m. on the buzzbait was. These are the difference between um, like really big check and like, you know, a lot of points and like, yeah. you know, some good feelings and. You know, not you know a finish that's you know not not so much what you wanted. Right, you know, but I mean it's, it's absolutely right. I mean, like when I, that that last tournament that I won, you know, first place, it was the same thing. Like the whole day sucked for me. Like I, I, I caught three fish. I had two hours left, yeah. and the, I only I had three bites and three fish. That was it. And so like I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do because I'm like I wanted to go home all day. It was just a horrible day, a horrible yeah. pre-fish. I'm just like I can be home in like five hours. I can cook some steaks and hang out with the family <laughs> and just be done with this. But I'm like whatever like we'll just go try this one last spot uh it's got everything that you know that would make it a good spot and the, and the spots that are fishing weren't working so i'm like all right i'm gonna go try this i got two hours left you know it's gonna take me at least an hour to get back to the ramp so screw it mm. so i so i went and then first cast i get like a like a 17 and a half inch fish and i'm like okay i got, I got four fish i'm looking and now i'm looking at my points i'm like damn dude if you get a 12 and a half inch fish you're gonna finish in the top 10 um, or something like that, which is like, that's why I, I, you know, I stayed there for a little bit and like literally like two minutes before uh, they shut down the, uh, the leaders board, I catch a 19 and a half. And so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I just won this thing. <laughs> it just won it. I just, I just, I just, I just, I was like, I just got it took me a while to figure out that I won it. Cause I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't counting on a fish being that big. I was struggling all day. I thought yeah. you know, I go here. I'll probably catch like, it was like a really nice rocky area. I was like, I'll probably catch like a 12, 15 inch small mouth. Cause that was the story of the day for everyone. Everyone caught a lot of fish, but they're all small, small fish. So I'm just like, this, this, this is probably the battle that's going to get for me. Then when I caught that 19 and a half, I'm like, dude, if I would have quit, went home, I would have I came in like 80th place or something like that, you know? Well, you know, listen, you know. The two casts, I'm first, you know? You know, we, we we travel so far from these places, and sometimes, you know, the reality of it is is that, you know, you didn't do well, and there isn't a lot of hope for you to catch a check, and people have 10 and 15 and 17-hour drive, 22-hour drive yeah. home and stuff like that. I don't blame anybody oh, for getting, getting an early start on that, you know, getting back to their family and feeling better. I mean, that's, that's, that's real. And I don't blame anybody, but I think ultimately it's, it's, it's better to not quit. I mean, yeah. in, in, if, it, if it's practical for you, it's better to gut it out. It's better to finish it off. Not only because it'll just make you feel a little better um, right. after, regardless of the results, but, but because of your situation, because of the situation I just talked about. You just never know. And there's, no. it's not like it's your and my stories are the highlights. It's we always hear this. We always hear about last minute miracles or what, what happened because someone didn't quit. So, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And, 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 but the thing is, like, I, I get it from like a two day tournament. You know, like if, if you completely ruin it on the first day, yeah. I might not fish you, the second day. Yeah, you can't win it, but you can lose it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, still, at the same time, like it, it changed my perspective a little bit. It's just like, like you're never really, like, especially, you know, like we, it's the one day, or if, or, if you, or if you made the day two, you're not really out of it. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, there's, there's always a chance, whether it's 
you know, to cash the big check, cash one of the smaller checks, or just get some really good points. Like there's, there's still a victory that can be, that can be won here. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I didn't even do any math. I didn't even look at it. I didn't try to figure anything out because I don't know, for some weird reason, I'm just not that kind of person, but like RJ Hoover messaged me, Duke, Duke, they're like, they're like, I think you squeaked into the TOC somehow. And I'm like, I don't think I, I, my finishes to me don't are undeserving of some tournament of champions. I did do well at Susky, I suppose, yeah. in a big, in a big field, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I was fairly disappointed in my performances um, this year. Fairly, not, not all. There was many things I was proud of. Some things that had nothing to do with on the water stuff um, and some things that did. Um, and I think that um, these last couple events um, are putting me back into um, I be, I, just becoming a little more consistent um, mentally. Mentally, I'm in a, a much better place uh, than I have been in the past year and a half. Um, and um, you, I, I mean, what it takes at these tournaments is experience. Yes. And um, I'm getting that and I'm learning how to deal with the emotional ups and downs and the swings. I mean, I'm a volatile person in general, whether I was fishing or not and uh, not volatile in a bad way or a violent way, but, but, but I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy. And um, uh, you know, these, these swings that you get in, in competition can be, you know, huge uh, from, from, you know, from a, a, a debilitating miss on a top water that you know is a difference between going home with three or $4,000 or nothing. Right. And, um, and, 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 and then like, you know, filling out a limit in, in five casts that, you know, you weren't anticipating them for three bass, things of that nature. So, you know, um, uh, you have to, you know, there's a certain approach that's good. You know, like, you know, you got to kind of, yeah. Be able okay. to well, one more thing and then we'll wrap this thing up, man. Um okay. so going back to like you know, because you've been doing it for a while. Uh there's something you know, like when I first the one of the reasons I avoided Hobie, uh probably like you know, last year and the year before that was just like a lot of money, not feeling like I'm really ready to you know go out there and compete at that level. And I kinda I kinda want to bite myself in the ass or kick myself in the ass for it because it's like like now that like now that I've I've done these tournaments and I've seen what, I, what I'm capable of. It's like, dude, imagine if you would have, if this would have been your second year at the Susky. Imagine if this would have been like your second, totally. you know, and this is like totally. something I'm thinking. It's like, like, dude, like if you're, and especially for someone who's new to this, because a lot of people, you know, like, I got a lot of new anglers that, that talks to me and they, they always say the same thing, you know, I want to get a little bit better before I fish the Hobie, a Hobie that I'm like, dude, you're never going to be ready to fish the Hobie until you've exactly. done it. So you've done it three or four times. Like exactly. when you look at like, exactly. Like, like I'm trying to understand like why Russ Snyder and, and, and all the other guys are so good. It's because like, they got so much time on those lakes because, like, at one point it was their first time fishing it, and then now it's like, well, I, you know, I think when you mention people like Russ Snyder's or or um, uh, people of that ilk, people who mm-hmm. we consistently see at the top, yes, a lot of that can be chalked up to experience, but they are they are absolutely good anglers. Yeah, they absolutely great anglers. Um, uh, who I mean, I, I can I can you know I'm spending time with them. I can I can see that. I can see. I can hear it. I can see it. I can, I can pick their minds. We have dialogue and discussion and I can, I can see the nuances and the experiences that, that make them, um, you know, very good anglers. So, so, so yeah, it's a combination. I mean, it's experience on top of skill. That's hard to beat. Yeah. And then just, just being comfortable with those, like, or, or, or knowing something like every time you go there, you learn something a little bit more and it becomes more. Yes. Like, I mean, you've, you've, you've like, I mean, you're talking about like two seasons or two, two, two different separate events where you've, 
covered water where you eliminated water when you when, when, and you learn how to catch fish on a whether it be the like the, the river or whatever. But it's like totally. it's just one of those things. I think like you have to go and you have to pay. And when I say pay dues, I mean literally dues. Like you're gonna have to pay two hundred sixty dollars a few times before you can really. Oh my 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 dues have nothing to do with finances. Yeah, my dues aren't that the any dollar I've spent on an entry fee or piece of gear or anything like that. My dues are wisdom, yeah, maturity, learning how to be a a, a professional, to, to have a good attitude, to overcome obstacles, and I'm still learning i'm still there's not there's nothing perfect i mean i i think that's you know that's sort of the dues that you have to pay the yeah. the um you know the, the losing and the, the 15 hour ride homes and the, the bad the bad and weather and, and the bad weather problem. and the grind and the grinding and the organization and the hyper vigilance yes. and all of that stuff that's all part of the game mm-hmm. any anybody can win on any given weekend in any different kayak in any event we, we all know that but the reason that you see these names at the top more than not is because of that experience and that grind and going through that and learning that. All right, cool, man. Like I said, we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Um, are, what's, your, what, what's your season looking like now? It's almost um, over. We got, what? yeah, I think, I think, you know, um, if, if I, if in fact I did get into the TLC or squeak in somehow, I mean, I would like to visit Lake Eufaula and try to uh, attend that. Um, What's immediately next for me is actually a wonderful catch outdoors trip. Um, we're going to be we're going to be um, rolling with Lance McWhorter, and we're going to be uh, up in the Colorado area uh, in some real remote stuff, uh, fishing uh, for trout and doing catch and cooks uh, with with you know his culinary uh, skills up there. And we're we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a phenomenal thing. I've never uh, got a chance to fish in that uh, part of the country, so another bucket list thing that uh, I can, I can, I can sort of knock off the list. Um, I would also really like to attend the uh, KBF national championship because uh, last time in uh, Cattle Lake, I came in 10th and uh, I had a, I had a, I had a marvelous time off the water with a lot of good eating and, and, and camaraderie with friends. So that was a really good experience for me. So I'd like to visit that area again. Um, and I'm pretty much thinking that uh, outside of some catch stuff, um, that's probably gonna gonna wrap up the competitive, uh, you know, end of the season. I'd like to get to the UP for some fall smallmouth fishing, yes. and uh, I think that's kind of yeah. kind of gonna be how wrapping wrapping it up, huh? Yeah. Did the year went by fast? It went by very fast. I would have to agree. Last year seemed to go by a little slow. This year seemed to go by very fast. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, anyone you want to think that makes fishing easier for you before we uh, close this thing out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, my, my, my headline sponsor, uh, Catch Outdoors and Catch Products USA. Um, I, I can't say enough about them. Um, and they, they, they offer me true support and they got my back through, through uh, thick and thin. Um, Dakota Lithium, uh, these, these excursions, these camping trips, um, uh, these, the, you know, crossing the country. I can't imagine doing that without the security of those lithium batteries and the portability and the lightweightness. They, I mean, they, they literally power me through all that stuff. Uh, uh, my apparel company, Real Sportswear, um, uh, out in Texas, uh, keeping me protected uh, through all types of weather. And, of course, Hobie Fishing uh, for the best platform. Cool. All right, man. Well, I really do appreciate you stepping in and having a, it was a fun conversation. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what it was all, but it was all over the place. I like that. But yeah. uh, I appreciate it, man. And it was a uh, hope to see you again soon, man. We had, I had a great time with you guys on the Susky. I'm a little upset now that I missed the uh, lacrosse, but yeah, we'll, we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. I look forward to seeing you soon and uh, stay in touch. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother.